0: Well good morning. It's good to see you. I'm glad you guys are here. Hey before we get into the message today I want to do what I love to do and that is to welcome people into our church family. So I'm going to ask Dylan and Catherine if they would come on up. And uh, they are hands-free. They have a son Jameson who is hanging out in the in the nursery, I'm sure. but This is uh, Dylan and Catherine Etheridge, and I'm super excited to introduce you to the church. Um, They are partnering in ministry today, so we have two questions that we ask of everyone. The first one is most important, and is, are you followers of Jesus? And will you be uh, a participant in the life of the church, in the witness in our community? Will you share the gifts that God's given you and uh, be a light for Jesus? Yeah, they said, yes, I promise you they did. So, would you welcome Dylan and Catherine Etheridge into our church family and their son, Jameson, as well? So, seems that easy. So simple. That is so simple. So uh, if you guys are interested, anyone else in uh, being a part of the church, I was just talking to someone in between services about that. And, and uh, I was like, yeah, we make it really difficult. We have two questions for you. So, um, and then someone said, what about the bloodletting? And I'm like, no, we don't tell them about that until later. That's the second week, so, just, um, so we are going to be in Acts chapter fourteen today. If you have your Bibles, you can go ahead and open there. If not, it will be up on the screen. Um, we talk a lot as the church, as this church, um, but also in Christianity in general about sharing Christ wherever you go, wherever you are. Uh, and the technical term for that is the term, the word evangelism. And it's a scary word for a lot of people. It's hard. Um, it's not always easy. sometimes it's 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 just really uh, frightening to to share our faith in an evangelistic way. Um, but I'm gonna. <laughs> I want to be very uh, forthright with this. Um, Some of the difficulty, I think, that comes with sharing the good news of who Jesus is. Um, I think that difficulty and that fear is often self-imposed. And not only that, it can be very lazy. (laughs) Um, It's a failure on our part to see the evangelistic responsibility uh, we have as the body of Christ uh, and to see it as not important. And that's, that's difficult to hear. It's difficult to say. Um, it's convicting for me to say it and then it turned right around and hit my ears um, because it's, it's just not something that, that uh, we're naturally drawn to. Maybe a few of you are, Maybe that's like your gift, maybe the, the opportunity, like you can't shut up about Jesus, and that's so amazing. But for a large portion of people, it's difficult. But I do think some of that difficulty is self-imposed. We restrict ourselves, we, we uh, allow opposition, we allow the culture in general to tell us to be quiet about our faith. Um, So before we go any further in the message, I want to pray because I believe that we need to um, come before the Lord with our heart regarding how we're doing, sharing our faith. Okay, so let's pray together. Father, the conviction I feel in this moment is very real, and my assumption is that that is true for others as well. That we, that I um, do not see the... Not only the opportunities that are always around, but I don't—I don't have that sense of urgency or that sense of uh, eternity when I think about your message, your truth, the fact that Jesus is life, and that I can share that with others. Lord, would you now with with All of us in this moment together praying, would we confess to you our callousness? Or maybe our fear, our reluctance to share the very best news, the very best news that Jesus Christ is Lord. And Father, now would you encourage us and would you inspire us by your Holy Spirit. We pray all this in the mighty name of Jesus, our Lord. Amen. Amen. The definition of evangelism as we look at Acts 14 today. Um, I, I looked it up this morning. I wanted to make sure we were accurate. So here it is. Nope, not that one. It's the other one. Evangelism. It's a word that scares Christians. So this, was, this is what I, I did on the Google machine this morning. And I saw that. I was like, oh, I want to share that. And it's true. It, is it not right? Like that's a word that sometimes scares people. Like it, it scares us when we talk about it. But the real definition that I want you to see is that evangelism is sharing the message of Jesus Christ under the influence of the Holy Spirit. I love that definition. Evangelism is sharing the message of Jesus Christ under the influence of the Holy Spirit. So see, that takes it off of us. That takes it off of me. That takes it off of I've got to know everything and all the correct references and, and the, the doctrine and the theology and the hermeneutics behind it all. No, when we share the message of Jesus, we're under the influence of the Holy Spirit. We are allowing the Holy Spirit to work. And we need to understand that. I I've probably said this verse every week of this series that I've shared and it's the anchor verse for all of Acts. But listen to what Acts 1 verse 8 says. You, Jesus speaking, he says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you're going to be my witnesses. You think about that, the pa- when we share the, the excuses that you and I might come up with in regard to, well, I'm not going to speak about Jesus in, in that setting, in that circumstance, why I'm afraid of how it will be received or how all these things, we need to remember you're under the power of the Holy Spirit when you're talking about Jesus. And now, when we talk about sharing Jesus, when I mention this, the one thing that we need to remember is that if you profess to be a follower of Jesus, okay, let's start there, if you profess that, everything that you say and do is an opportunity to express the love of Jesus Christ. And that sometimes might be words, what I'm talking about, if you the way you at, in your work, the way you respond to circumstances, the way you respond to situations that are stressful, that are that are uh, you know insane, you know the the way that you speak to people, the people that you are responsible for that answer to you, how you treat them, or the way that you follow people who are responsible for leading you, how you do that, all of these things are are ways in which we live out our faith in Jesus. Christ, your face—what it says—is an expression of what you believe about Jesus Christ. So, I'm not just talking about do you stand up and 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 talk about Jesus just forthright, you know, at a podium um, or you know at the lunch. I mean, when you're having lunch with someone, yes, of course. But I'm telling you, every part of your life is an expression of your belief in Jesus. And if you understand and believe what Jesus spoke in Acts 1, verse 8, when he says, you will receive the power of the Holy Spirit, and you'll be my witnesses. That's the opportunity we have to operate under. That's what we get to um, go forth with. When you step forward and go, okay, I'm going to share Jesus here. I'm going to shine. I'm going to point to Jesus in this conversation You're going under the power of the Holy Spirit of God, and that should be encouraging to you and not frightening. You with me? I need that reminder. The Holy Spirit of God, empowered by the Holy Spirit of God, we're under the influence of the Holy Spirit. So, today, as we look in Acts chapter 14, we're looking, we're, we're seeing uh, Paul and Barnabas continue on their ministry that they have been called to do. So, they have been called, set apart to go and, and share, to evangelize, to share the good news of Jesus. And if you're a, a note taker and you want to think about today's message in, in like a note form, what I want us to hear and I want us to learn from Paul and Barnabas, is how can we be faithful in evangelism? How can we be faithful on mission? Because that is the mission. The mission is evangelism. The mission is not for us to... Uh, you know memorize the most verses the mission of being a christian is not to say well i've never missed a a sunday or i've got the best sunday school attendance like that's that's not the mission of being a follower of jesus the mission is to point other people to jesus which is evangelism so being faithful on mission acts chapter 14 we're going to look at verses one through seven today i'm going to go ahead and read the whole passage and then we'll we'll break it down a little bit more At Iconium, Paul and Barnabas went, as usual, into the Jewish synagogue. There they spoke so effectively that a great number of Jews and Greeks believed. But the Jews who refused to believe stirred up the other Gentiles and poisoned their minds against the brothers. We're going to talk more about that in a minute. Verse 3, so Paul and Barnabas spent considerable time there speaking boldly for the Lord who confirmed the message of his grace by enabling them to perform signs and wonders. The people of the city were divided. Some sided with the Jews, others with the apostles. There was a plot afoot among both Gentiles and Jews together with their leaders to mistreat them and stone them. But they found out about it and fled to the Lyconian cities of Lystra and Derbe and to the surrounding country where they continued to preach the gospel. Okay, so we're talking about being faithful on mission, being faithful to share the good news of Jesus Christ. Put yourself in Paul and Barnabas's sandals for a minute. Okay, picture this. Think about this. You've been given the incredible opportunity to share Jesus all over a region. So, I mean, Christianity is new. It's, it's starting out. And, and the people said, Paul, Barnabas, we want you to go to this area, and we want you to share Jesus. It was their responsibility. So you've been given this, and you go from city to city, and you tell very, there were spiritually hungry people who wanted to know this news, that Jesus is Lord. But then it gets, so putting ourselves in their situation, right? Then it gets a little ugly. And as you're sharing about Jesus, people start to poison others' opinions about you. I don't know if you've ever had that happen before. I don't know if you've ever had someone, I'm, I say I don't know, I know. But it, it really stinks when other people poison someone's mind about you. And that sounds like a very, like, serious thing. But what does it mean to poison someone's mind, what does that mean? I mean, but like, what were they saying about Paul and Barnabas? Were they saying that, uh, were they saying, well, they don't really love God? Um, Were they saying, you know, they're pocketing money? I don't know what they were saying, but they were poisoning their minds against them. So were they saying that the gospel they were preaching was false? Were they saying, oh, you remember that Paul guy? He's not worthy to be talking about Jesus. He's got a history. He's got a past So they were poisoning their minds, and y'all, you know, you've been in that place before. It's horrible when someone has said something about you for the intent to to harm, to to break that connection, to discredit you, uh, to to not, uh, you know, allow, just to remove the opportunity for you to speak or to speak truth. It's not fun. It hurts. And the response might want to be to throw some poison back. That's what I would want to do. You're going to poison me? I'll poison Okay. And you know that, is anyone, are you guys with me on that? Do we understand this? So they catch wind of some very influential people. Um, So we're putting ourselves in their shoes. So not only that, so there's poison thoughts, but now you find out, not only are they saying stuff about me, but now they want to, like they're picking out the rocks that they're going to throw at you. Like literally, they want to throw rocks at you to harm you physically. Um, the, The question, the reason I ask us to put ourselves in that state, that their position is because would it be difficult to remain faithful to the mission? And I know my answer is yeah. Would it be difficult to remain faithful to the mission to share Jesus? Would you want to quit? Would you want to just go home and go back to Jerusalem or wherever your home base is as a Christian and go, I'm just going to be with my tribe. I'm just going to be with my people. Because they're not saying poison things about me, and, and they don't have rocks in their hands. And I'm going to still love Jesus, but I'm just going to do it here. You know, there was, a, there was a, a calling on their lives to share Christ. And I'm going to tell you, it wasn't just for Paul and Barnabas or any of the other apostles or the original disciples that they were supposed to speak Jesus. If you are a follower of Jesus, the calling on your life is to share that Jesus Christ is Lord and that He can change lives. It's not a calling just for someone else, it's our very, very reason for existing to point people to Jesus. It's why we're here. So there's three principles I want to offer you today based on Acts 14, 1 through 7 on how we can be faithful on mission, how we can be faithful to to share the good news, which is evangelism. How can we be faithful on mission? The first principle is this. We see it from Paul and Barnabas, and that is to share everywhere. Share everywhere that what I was saying earlier about uh how you respond, how you lead, how you follow, how you parent, how you are a student, how you are a teacher, how you are at the grocery store, how you are when you're oh uh, let's when you're talking to people that that call you and you didn't want them to call you, you know toll free numbers and says like we w- do you wish there was like a like a caveat, and you'd be like, no, I can be a jerk to them because but otherwise, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a Jesus follower. No, everywhere, everything about us should shine this. Share everywhere. Everywhere Paul and Barnabas go, they evangelize. We hear where they went. We, we will see later where they go afterwards. They evangelize. They share the message. They do what we talked about last week. They link God's story to the story of the people they're talking to. And they're like, no, look, you're part of this. You're, part, I, you're hungry for something? You're hungry for truth? Let me tell you truth. And they did this everywhere they went. They shared Jesus died. He lived. He died. He rose again. He is Messiah. And so this powerful, life-altering message, here's the deal about it. The primary way that the gospel message is received... <laughs> is by people hearing about it. And they hear about it through us. They hear about it through the people that follow him. The primary way the gospel is received is for people to hear the gospel. So how are we doing with being people who share the gospel? Are we sharing everywhere we are? Everywhere we are. We need to be this living sharing gospel kind of person wherever we are um and so here's a question i would ask for you do you do you believe that god's placed you where you can share the gospel with those who do not do not know him the answer well whether you believe it or not (laughs) the answer is yes he did yes he does Do you believe that? Do you recognize that? Do you understand that? Do you know that, that God has placed you that wherever you are, you can point people to Jesus, wherever you are? So the first principle is we share everywhere, just like Paul and Barnabas. The second principle of being faithful on mission is to endure even in opposition, and this is the hard one. Endure even in opposition? How about when it's just easy, sure, but in opposition? Verse two shows us, there were those who refused to believe. And what'd they do? They stirred up other Gentiles and poisoned their minds against the brothers. So they're not even met with outright opposition. This is like um, you know, subtle, whispering, deceitful, poisonous propaganda about Paul and Barnabas. And, it's, and it had its effect. There's no doubt about it. It had its effect because they were divided. They're divided. But look at what, I love how Paul and Barnabas respond. It's not how I think I would respond. I would want to say this is how I would respond. I would hope that after hearing this message, we're all like, no, this is how I'm going to respond too. When opposition comes, when it's subtle whispering, people are saying things, whatever, this is how I'm going to respond when I'm trying to tell people about Jesus. Verse 3, Paul and Barnabas so what do they do? People people's minds are poisoned about them. Verse three. So Paul and Barnabas spent considerable time there. <laughs> How many of us would just be like, "I'm out. I'm going to go find someone else to talk to. I'm going to go somewhere else where they'll be more receptive to what I have to say." But see, that's about that's about me. That's about the the deliverer of the message instead of the one who is the one the message is about, Jesus. Paul and Barnabas spent considerable time there speaking boldly for the Lord who confirmed the message of his grace by enabling them to perform signs and wonders. So it's like you can say what you want, but this is a God thing. Say what you want, but we're not going anywhere because we we know this is our mission. We know this is our purpose is to share Jesus. Uh, For all accounts, we know is that they they probably stayed there several months. It's not like they're like, well, we'll stay a couple more hours and talk about Jesus, but then we're going because you guys are meanies. No, they stayed for months and continued to share Jesus. And they speak boldly for the Lord. They didn't leave. They didn't fight. They didn't send poison back like, like I would do. And you know why? Because it was not about them, and they knew that. Sharing the gospel is not about the one sharing the gospel. It's about Jesus. That's my hang-up, y'all. That's where I get in my own way. I make talking about Jesus, telling people about Jesus when I don't have a microphone on, okay? I make it about me. They were faithful to the mission to share Jesus. They didn't rewrite the mission. Oh, I know. How about we say we just go to one town and then for one day and we share Jesus and before we can stir everyone up, we go somewhere else and we'll talk about Jesus some more. So I'm sure the mission's fine, right? They didn't do that. They didn't rewrite the mission. They didn't do like personal damage control or do like some sort of like PR deal. Like, no, no, we're really nice people. They didn't do that. They didn't get sidetracked. The challenge in, in this for all of us is that we are often much more concerned about what others think of us than we are of whether or not someone knows Jesus Christ. <sighs> Which tells me where my devotion is. Paul and Barnabas's mission was not to promote their reputations but to point people to Christ. And the Lord took care of that. You see that in verse three. You see the response. The Lord, they are empowered by the Holy Spirit to talk about Jesus, to point people to Jesus. And what is the response? The Lord confirmed the message of his grace by enabling them to perform signs and wonders. Things happened. They did things in the name of Jesus they could not do under their own name. They could not do under their own name. So there's three principles I want to share with you. The first one is to share everywhere. Keep that in mind. Everywhere you are is an opportunity to reflect, to point to Jesus. And secondly, we want to endure even in opposition. Third is to just keep on keeping on. (laughs) To keep on keeping on. Don't be sidetracked. When things shifted, because they did for Paul and Barnabas, when things shifted there in uh, verse 4 from people just saying stuff to them actually going, "Oh, which rock do I want to throw at? I'm going to do this one for Barnabas and I'm going to get I'm going to get this one for Paul cuz he's kind of a punk." Like when it shifted from saying things about them to we're going to physically harm you, they didn't stop talking about Jesus. They didn't they didn't say we're not going to we're not going to do this anymore. We're going home. The people of the city were divided, verse 4. Some sided with the Jews, others with the apostles. There was a plot afoot among both Gentiles and Jews together with their leaders to mistreat them and stone them. But they found out about it, and they fled to the Lycaonian cities of Lystra and Derby and to the surrounding country where they continued to preach the gospel. So they, they kept on keeping on. Where they dropped their pen changed. And I have to just, just based on what I read in the book of Acts about Paul and Barnabas, they didn't flee because they were afraid for their lives. They fled because they still had work to do. They still had people to point to Jesus and say, No, we want you to know, Derby Lystra, we want you to know who it is, what it is you're hungry for, that hope and that 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 sense of of purpose and that, that you know, that emptiness that you're carrying around, you know, that guilt that you're you've been You know, pulling behind you for years. I want you to know Jesus takes that away. He gives you a new life and you get to live into something that's much bigger than you possibly thought you ever could imagine. And they wanted to share that message going on. Doesn't mean they weren't afraid, like, man, that's going to hurt. But they didn't get sidetracked from the mission, they stayed on it, they continued. The mission remained. There there are so many occasions in the New Testament where Jesus' followers were rejected, where they were threatened, um, and yet they continued. And the majority, if not all, need to double-check that, they gave their lives for the message of Jesus. They met excruciating death. But they kept on kept keeping on because it wasn't about them. The, the practical application for us today, if you haven't already been hearing some, I hope you have, um, is that we need to be on mission, evangelize. Share everywhere we go, endure even in opposition, keep on keeping on. This past Wednesday at our community group kickoff, I shared this passage. I want to share it with you all. And keep in mind those principles about being faithful on mission, because here's what Matthew 5 says Jesus is speaking. This is the message translation. It says this beginning in verse 14 Jesus says, You're here to be light. You're here to be light. Bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this. As public as a city on a hill. If I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand. And now that I've put you there on a hilltop, on a light stand, shine. 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 Keep open house. Be generous with your lives. By opening up to others, you will prompt people to open up with God, this generous Father in heaven. By opening up to others, you'll prompt people to open up with God. This is being faithful to the mission, which is to share the good news of Jesus Christ. And the truth is, Porch Community, the only way to get evangelism wrong is to not evangelize. (laughs) That's the only way we mess this up. The only way we mess this up is to not do it. The only way God is not going to bless, the only way that God is not going to empower us To share the good news of Jesus is if we don't do it. The more I study, the more I reread the book of Acts, the more I am thankful for the intentionality of those first followers of Jesus. I've said this many times. I'm sure I'll say it many times more, but if we were to be able to, because it's, it's, true, if we were to be able to trace back our uh, spiritual lineage, you know, who, who shared Jesus with you and who shared it with them and who shared it with them, if we were able to, it goes back to Acts chapter 14. It goes back to where the apostles went to cities and shared truth because those people believed And then they shared and they shared, and it continued on and on and on and on. And we are a direct, like, descendant spiritual heritage of the good news. And so, really, where we kind of rest the message for today is does that lineage carry on with you? Does it carry on through you? Does it carry on to others? Are there other people that go, yeah, Stacy, yeah, he told me about Jesus and I believed. Yeah. Yeah, Christina, she, she shared Jesus with me and I gave my life to Christ. My life was in a shambles, you know. And then Susan told me about Jesus. I And mean, that, that's, that's where this kind of lands for us. And we can either be afraid of it or we can realize that we have been empowered by the Holy Spirit of God to tell people that Jesus is life. Would you pray with me? God, we, uh, I pray Lord that the, the conviction, the, 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 maybe the feeling of of we have failed or we lack, um, Lord, would you replace that right now with your boldness? Uh, would you fill us with your Holy Spirit so that we would be unashamed of the gospel and um, where we think there is opposition or we know there's opposition, Lord, would we endure? Um, wherever we are, the rest of this day and going into this week, would we exude the love of Jesus? And Father, would we just, would we keep on? Would we keep on keeping on and not allow anything to stop us from sharing the good news of the one who has given us life, life? And we pray this in Jesus' name, amen.